Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for 26-2022. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, midweek, here we are. Midweek, we are now uh, 13 days, 13 days away from the midterm elections. 13 days. So when we get to this point, you know, less than two weeks, I think we can be very confident in saying that people are now paying attention. People have really started to pay attention now. And uh, so I'll talk about it more uh, probably every every broadcast from now until Election Day. And, uh, of course, polls are always what you pay the most attention to because it's the only way we really know where things stand. As much as we sometimes hate them, we get a little obsessed with them. It's really the only thing we have that tells us where, where candidates stand, especially not being on the ground with all these campaigns, you know. And living here in San Francisco, there's really, you know, I'm voting for John Dennis. John Dennis was on Fox News uh, earlier today in the morning talking about him running against Nancy Pelosi. But, you know, the the Pelosi Democrat machine here, it's very difficult to run against. It's almost impossible to run against. But I wish John a lot of, you know, luck and success. And uh, people here, like I said, this is this is why you get why I always talk about cults, because just constantly voting for somebody because you just know them or they're a Democrat or they have a, a you know, a, a recognizable face or name is, is incredibly idiotic. Not asking questions like, what have you done for me? Am I, am I, am I better off now than I were when you took office? Is my family better off now with, with Pelosi? John Dennis said the funniest thing on Fox yesterday. He said he was nice. He was nicer than I was about, than I'd be about. He said, Proof that Pelosi's been around so long, I'd say she's so old, but he said that she's been around so long, is that, um, <laughs> is that, is it, when he was born, she was in, I forgot what he said, when I, I, I was born the day she would, she was in college when I was born, or something like that, it was something that shows how long she's been around, but she's been around, and John's not exactly his friend chicken himself, he's a grown man, but it shows how long Nancy Pelosi's been around. She's been around forever, and she's been in Congress forever. The real question is, how much money does she have before she came into Congress? How much money does she have now? So if you look at that, no one ever asked these questions. And I'm not just putting this all on Pelosi, but she is the Speaker of the House. It's a lot of politicians. You look at them, they come into office, and they've got a bank account of you know $75,000. And then they leave office, and they've got $75 million on a salary of 150000 a year. How does that compute? It doesn't compute, but we know this is what they do. This is what they do, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's no one ever asked, how does that happen? How do you become so wealthy? How do you become so wealthy being in politics, being a, a public servant? That's the job, public servant. Oh, my Lord. You know, and uh, this is this is what happens. People go into politics to become wealthy. That's the problem. Most of them don't. You you have a candidate here and there who goes in because they they believe in certain policies. They believe can help people. But most a lot most of them go in to get wealthy because you're going to get wealthy in office, and you're going to get wealthy once you get out of office, and you're going to write books, and you're going to have pensions, and you're going to do speeches, and all this is not possible unless you're elected to office. So that's the problem. So uh, 
people like Pelosi get very wealthy with her. Yeah, as I think Meatball Sub left. But he said beating Pelosi in the San Francisco election is almost as tough as beating her returns in the stock market. You can't because she's got insider information. <laughs> so it's amazing. It's really amazing. Uh, but the, the midterms are in full swing. Pelosi is favored, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I have a couple of go-tos for the midterms. And that's usually 538, Nate Silva's 538, and RCP, which is Real Clear Politics. They both basically do the same thing. Nate compiles all the different polls, gives different weights to each poll, weighs them, and then comes up with a, 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 you know, a, uh, a computer chart, a graph a, uh, uh, that shows who's going to win what. Who's leading in what? And then real clear politics is basically the same thing. It's the average of the major polls, right? Uh, there's a little bit of difference right now. There's no difference in the House. Both Nate and real clear says the Democrats are going to win the House. There's almost no chance. I'm sorry, Republicans. Don't get scared. Don't get scared. Republicans are going to win the House. There's almost no chance. Just how big. So the question with the House is not who's going to win. It's how many seats are the Republicans going to win. And according to Nate, there are a couple of models for the, for the Republicans that showed them winning like a, a, a crazy amount of seats, like 200, getting to maybe 250, 260. Um, but most of his, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So the majority, he says, basically the Republicans can win a lot. Yes. Look at that. Oh my God. Yes. There's one graph that shows Republicans can be 267 to Democrats, 168. That's an outlier. Most of them show like Republicans 236, Democrats 199, Republicans 240, Democrats 195. That's the, that's the majority. That's the average. Now, Nate Silver says when it comes to the Senate, he still gives the Democrats basically a 50-50 shot, but it's changing. Um, it's changing. Uh, you know, if you go back a couple of months, he gave the Democrats more like a 60-65% shot. Now it's basically 50-50. Real clear politics thinks the Republicans will win the House, will win the Senate, but and get about fifty-three seats to the Democrats' forty-seven. But the, the the general trend is that Republicans are doing better. Remember, Republicans are doing really well. Then the abortion thing happened, and supposedly over the summer, Democrats got a little boost from that. Maybe, maybe not, and that's gone away. That's gone away. Not only has that gone away, Republicans are doing better now than they were doing before that uh, the Roe v. Wade. So. What's happened is the economy has come into focus, right? Jobs, inflation, gas prices, crime has come into focus. And on all those issues, when you look at the polls, Republicans do much better than Democrats. People trust the Republicans on the economy, on crime, so on and so forth, immigration by double digits over Democrats. And that's why Republicans are doing so well now as we get down to the last couple of weeks. And usually when, usually when you get to this point, it's over. In other words, everything is set in stone. There's no surprises after this, especially when it comes to the collective. It's not like it's a presidential election where there could be a last minute bombshell, you know, like the FBI thing or Comey. This is, a, you know, you're talking about many races. So usually at this point in time, when you get to this point where, you know, people have been voting for two weeks in many places, it's set in stone what's going to happen. So it will not shock anyone when the Republicans win the House. It might shock people how many they win. And the Senate now is leaning towards, at this point now, it would probably be a bit of a surprise if the Republicans don't get at least 53 seats. Um, 
So and also we've seen Biden's approval dropping back down again. Now it's down to like Nate Silva has it at 41 eight average. That's the average of all the polls. 41, 41, eight approved, 53, four disapproved. Another big reason, double digit underwater. Why <clears throat> Democrats are going to lose so big. It's tough when your leader gets a 41 percent approval. That's very tough. It's very tough to win. It's very tough to win. So um, and we know some of the polls have them in the 30s, right? High 30s. So this is the this is the current case right now. It's like it's looking. Yeah. Ipsos has approval at 39. That's terrible. Big Village, 41. YouGov, 42. Morning Consult, 43. These are terrible numbers for approval rating going into the midterm elections for a president. Um, the specific races, what we saw last night in the debates, we saw three of them. I talked about two of them. I, I missed on the, the, Dix, the, the Whitmer one, uh, Dixon-Whitmer one in, uh, in Michigan, just because up until this point, it, it was almost a fait accompli that Whitmer was going to win re-election. You know, she's still probably going to win re-election. That's a, that might be the tough, that might be tougher than New York, the Michigan one. That might be tougher than New York, believe it or not. Um, simply because New York has an issue Michigan doesn't have as much is crime in New York City. And the crime in New York City is so bad that it's making Democrats vote for Lee Zeldin. And I believe if he gets 30 to 35 percent, if he gets one out of every three people from New York City voting for him, he could very well win. And right now he's polling right around there. So that is the that that's the thing with New York that makes it somewhat it's still going to be a tough haul. Because New York is so democratic, but it's still he has a better shot of winning than than Dixon does in uh, in Michigan, simply because of crime in New York City. And if he wins, it will be because of crime in New York City, because he's going to get more votes from New York than a Republican usually gets in an election. So that's that case there. And New York would be big. New York would be like an earthquake if that happened. It really would. If a Republican won in New York. Post Trump like this, uh, it, it would be the, a total seismic thing. Um, but let me go. If I'm, I'm on five thirty eight here, I'm going to go to some of the uh, important Senate seats if I can find. Here we go, the Senate. So if we go to Michigan, yeah, you see, if we go to Michigan, it's not looking great. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't look like that much of a possibility. And once again, this this can still change. And once again, this all this is all prefaced on the idea that these polls are accurate. If the poll, if the if the Republicans are being underpolled, which I believe they are, I don't know by how much. It could be by two points. It could be by six points. If they're being underpolled, this could all this won't make election day will be surprising, because some of these races where a Democrat is leading Democrat could go to the Republican if Republicans are being underpolled. So that that's always the caveat with these things. You know, Nate Silver's models only work if the polls are, are on target. Um, but if we go right now to Michigan. Um, we'll see that uh, JKLM in Michigan. Where's Michigan? Isn't this Senate? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to sometimes look governor. Getting all mixed up between governor and Senate. Who's running for governor? Who's running for Senate? How confusing. Okay, so governor's race. Here we go. If we go to Michigan, and Arizona's looking great, by the way. That Arizona and Georgia looking great. Those were two, right? Especially Arizona, we were worried about. But it looks like Kerry Lake is really gaining now. There was some poll came out today putting her 11. I don't believe that. I think she won by five. But putting her 11 points ahead of, ahead of, ahead of Hobbs. 
That's a that's a very good thing. You can forget about Stacey Abrams. She's done. Stacey's done. Goodbye, Stacey. Kemp is going to beat her again. Of course, she'll let's see if she actually concedes this time or if, you know, she's a Democrat. So she's allowed to say it's fixed. If she comes out and says it's fixed, that's fine. A Democrat can do that. A Democrat's allowed to do it like she did last time and never admitted she lost. That's fine. But when a Republican does it like Trump does it, then, you know, then we're in, everyone's an insurrectionist and against democracy. Um, let me just go to Michigan and domestic. I'll get to you in a second. I'm just some reason. Oh, here, Michigan, Michigan, Whitmer Dixon. OK, so you see, Nate Silver gives Whitmer an 88 percent chance of winning. Tudor only a 12 percent chance <clears throat> because it's not the polls just haven't been looking very good. Um, there is one poll that just came out recently by Wick, which puts Dixon up by one. But a couple of others see Whitmer up by six, Whitmer up by five. Whitmer, well, Traffle, it, it, you know, once again, it, with this race, it looks like Trafalgar, which is very, very good, gets an A minus and has been very, very on target the last couple of cycles with 2016 and 2020, only puts Whitmer up by one, one point. So that's well within the margin of error. And, you know, once again, Michigan looks like if the polls are on target, Whitmer will pull it out. If Republicans are being under poll, Dixon can pull it out. But once again, Nate can just go by the polls. So by the polls, Whitmer is favored solidly to win that that particular race. Um, and the same goes with New York. If the polls are on target, Lee Zeldin probably won't win. But if there is a variation of a few points, that could make the difference in that race. And that's very, very possible. You know, the surge, the Republicans are surging. And if that surge continues into Election Day, that can change things. The momentum can change these things. Um, and, of course, we saw what happened last night with Mr. Uh, Fetterman. And, you know, I I don't – it's it's impossible to think he's going to win. It's impo- In fact, they have this thing called the betting markets. I think are dumb where people bet and it tells you, you know, it goes by this. It'll say like, you know, this guy has a 55 cent to 45 cent chance of winning, you know, 55 cents out of a dollar being put. Well, before that debate, Oz was like at 53 cents. And after the debate, he went up to 63 cents. So the betting markets are now saying he's a heavy favorite after that debate. This is why why Democrats are trying to, you know, try to spin it as though he won, which is absolutely ridiculous. And even those who don't think he did well are spinning it as how courageous he was. How courageous. What a courageous man. He's an example for all of us. I talk about bullshit. Okay, let me just, uh, I'll look at this more while I put on domestic. Domestic, what's going on? Hey, 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 thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for a great show again, Mike. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, I'm disappointed that Elon Musk did not call in, but... Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, he just he, he just moved in today, right? So Yes, yes, so I was, ho- he clearly has nothing better to do. He should have called in, but um, I have a question relating to Elon Musk. How important do you think the removal of censorship during these coming days is and whether you think that Elon Musk makes it a priority to uncensor Twitter as soon as possible to make this upcoming election as fair as possible? Well, I don't know how, you know, I wrote to him, uh, I wrote to him about a half hour ago and I said to please remove my shadow ban. So we'll see if he does that for me. I don't know if he will or not, but um, it's going to take him a while. I mean, he's got to really get into the nook and cranny of the system there, right? Yeah. And I'm sure he's got to, he's probably has to hire some of his own people because the people who work there now, 99% of them hate him and want censorship. 
So they're going to protect their systems as long as they can. I mean, it's not going to, he's not going to have this fixed in 13 days, but, but, but he'll certainly have it fixed for the 2024 election. You know, so that that's an interesting. I, do you see these articles coming out by these left wing media hacks that say things like Elon Musk free speech is dangerous? Do you, have you seen these articles? Yeah, unbelievable. I thought it was Babylon B. It was hard to believe that it was real. Well, some of them are, some of them are fake and some of them are real. But the, the sad thing is, it's the same headline, right? <laughs> because yeah. it's it's yeah. a parody, yet it's also real. And that that's that's the crazy thing. I mean, there are some outlets who are saying that this unfettered, this like real free speech, unfettered, unchecked, uncensored speech is a threat to democracy. These people, how do you write that headline? How do you write that with a straight face? Yeah, I, you often wonder about their total inability to self-reflect. Some of the things they say, you just wonder, like, who is writing this for you? Are you completely out of your mind? Are you trying to sabotage your own efforts? I guess it's good news for us if that's what they're doing, right? Well, it's 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 good news for us, yes. And this is great that this looks like it's finally happened. Did you see he was moving furniture? He moved this he moved furniture. So he was actually here. He was on Market Street today, I believe, right? Yeah. He was, yeah. He was So while he's here in town, we should try to get him on the show, right? I think I should. <laughs> but yes. while he's here in town, I'll take I'll take my iPhone with me. I I travel with my iPhone. I'll take my iPhone to headquarters. We'll sit at his desk. In fact, I'll tweet him. I'll say, "Look, I I live 5 minutes from you. I'll come to you." We'll sit at your desk, your new desk, your new office at Twitter, and and we'll talk. Maybe he'll maybe he'll do it. Why not? You know, What's out it? of all people, he looks like someone who doesn't have this aura of pretense about him because he's a foreigner. You know, um, what do you think about him running one day? I mean, you don't think he has such inclination for for, for president? Well, he can't be president, but how about the governor president. or something? Yeah. Oh, you mean something else? No, I see Elon Musk as only being president or nothing. Well, I don't he can't be got... president. He wasn't born here, right? No, he can't be president. Yeah, they have yeah. to. Yeah, um, if that was the case, Schwarzenegger would have been president a long time ago. But, but uh, he, I, I don't see Elon Musk as the kind of guy who's going to be like second fiddle. You know, he, he he'd be an executive. He's not going to be in the legislature, dealing with these other morons. You know, I don't. I don't. Think you know he... what? You know what's interesting? Um, I just wanted to see your your view on that. So many leftists uh, kind of know that the upcoming election doesn't look good for them. When you ask them, why do you think so? They yeah. talk about all the bad things that have been happening, right, that are leading up to this. And then when you ask them, so if you see these bad things are coming, and if you see all these bad developments, why are you still a leftist? And you just don't get an answer, right? No, not really. I mean, yeah, they they don't. They, I think the fact of the matter is that I, the left will have some kind of ridiculous fakakta excuse about why they lost so many. And it'll, it'll be, you know, you and I can come up with probably three or four excuses at the top of our head right now, right? Which is, oh, uh, the people blame the Democrats for things that they shouldn't have been blamed for. It's it's a worldwide inflation and it's worldwide hunger and it's worldwide, you know, when they don't. When, and as someone said, I forgot who it was. I forgot who said it. Yes, these problems are worldwide because the entire world, minus a few states here and a few countries, did COVID the wrong way. OK, all over the world, they killed their economies. Okay? Well, 
Transgender in, trans, transgenderism is not worldwide. Extreme wokeism is not worldwide. Cr that's increasing crime is not worldwide, right? Right. No, that's a very good point. That's a Can good we point. just blame everything on Putin? Well, that's it. But of course, all of it. All of it. Oh yeah, they can blame it on Putin wherever they want. It. <laughs> but but I think I think the fact of the matter is that they they will come up with these, the the bottom line is they'll come up with these ridiculous excuses that as usual blame it on everyone else and everything else but themselves but their own that their own policies that they continue to push they have not apologized for this they have not said we're sorry we did this to the economy we're sorry we did this to children they don't do that they double and triple down they double and triple down like kathy Hochul. did you see kathy Hochul say she'd bring back the mandates again the vaccine mandates yeah unbelievable but you know what i think daniel is right yeah we've never said no we never stopped them so why shouldn't they right why, why shouldn't they because they're seeing with the poll but because they're going to see in 13 days that the people have told them we're not going the people are going to tell them in 13 days to shove it up their asses well i hope we're not overconfident and we're not being no, we're overpromised. Not overconfident, but what i'm saying is it doesn't matter though they know the way the polls are going they understand they see the numbers but it doesn't matter because this is the net. They have been, this is what, they put all their money and all their chips in this, right? This is the way it was done. We did the right thing. And people are just going to punish us. People are just going to punish us for doing the right thing. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say, we have values and morals. And we didn't change those values and morals, even though the people were against it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's insane that you have not, she didn't only say she'd do the mandates again. She just said that she wants that she wants parents to put their masks on their kids. Did you hear that? She wants masks in schools again. Yeah. And her reasoning is kids are used to it now. Could you believe this woman? I mean, how how evil can you be? That's why I call her the wicked witch of the east. Because she has a face that you want to put a mask on. Doesn't mean she's <laughs> putting masks on the faces of poor children who she says are now used to it. So wait a minute. Let, let's, let's look at that logic. What was wrong with slavery once slaves were used to being slaves? Yeah. At the beginning, it might have been tough. But hey, they got used to it. Fuck them. This is the same <laughs> logic. We did yeah. something wrong. Uh, you know, we could use the most hard examples, right? The Holocaust. Oh, they got used to it. It's so. How could you say something like that? You have to be incredibly... I don't want to use tone deaf. You have to be evil. You have to be I'm evil. completely... <laughs> with reality i mean completely out of touch with your fellow citizen i would hope right completely out of touch with reality and in a situation where you're such an elitist you're such an, a, a, an elitist that you don't have any empathy for people just like she has no empathy for people did you see what she said to lee zeldin about crime why are you so why do you care about it so much yeah, yeah. Why do you care about locking people up so much? That's what she basically said. Why are you obsessed with this idea of locking people up who commit crime? Why are you so obsessed with that? So she wants to let criminals out and mask children. Yeah, it's, it's insane that she's probably going to win. It's insane. But it's once again a cult. This is a cult. We're do you think she's going to win? Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't have confidence he's going to Look, once again, if... They are under polling. If you believe the polls, he can't win. But if you if 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 they are under polling by three to five points, he'll win, which is possible. And I, I've said all along that I think they're under polling Republicans. They, they're not finding people like me who voted Democrat for 35 years and now are not. And there's enough of us to change things. And we're not being picked up in the polling. If that's the case, if I'm right about that, then he can win. 
once again, if you just follow what the polls are saying, if you believe the polls are accurate, which actually they haven't been for the last couple of cycles, yeah. Republicans have been totally. Un- Remember that three weeks, I think it was a month before the election when DeSantis ran against, what's his name? The guy that ended up on the floor throwing up and vomit and the, and the sex party, the black guy. When he was running, when she, when he was running against him, the black guy was up by like twelve points, like a month before the election. And who won? DeSantis by a point because they underpolled Republicans. Yeah. polls so are like that, experts; they're always wrong. Right. So if that's the case, then Lee Zeldin can win. But more importantly, if that's the case, I mean, Republicans can end up with a 40, 50 seat majority in the House, and maybe get to 40, 54, 55. Senate seats, you know, and, and, and as it looks now, even if you believe the polling, they'll end up with about 30 to 34 um, uh, governors. So it, that's, you know, overwhelming majority of the states will be run by Republican governors. So it's going to be a good night. I really it's going to be a good night. It's just going to be how good of a night is it going to be, you know, and uh, the more fun part of it will be the spin that the Democrats try to put on this, you know, because <laughs> the logic will say and you'll have you'll you'll see people who are logical saying, wow. This is real momentum now into 2024. And Democrats will try to explain how it's not. The Democrats will try to explain how losing gives them momentum. You know, they'll they'll come up with some really twisted bullshit logic, just like the logic they use that Fetterman was great at that debate. It was a wonderful debate for Fetterman. If you listen to Joe Biden and people like Joe Biden, they said it was a wonderful debate. He proved what a hero he what what a courageous man he is. Did you hear him say that you should get a shot every year? I mean, these people are relentless. They're completely insane. Well, Biden says you get a shot every year, but then you have these crazy doctors that are in the Fauci camp who said, well, maybe, maybe more often. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe uh, Biden misspoke. Once a year might not be enough like the flu shot. You know, you might need one every, every two to three days. You know what they should do? The, you, you, <laughs> they should have it. It, it should be like a, a prescription that you take. A, you take no, a, an a, IV drip. The doctors that are on our side, they make fun of it. Maybe we should just have an IV drip of vaccine all the time. Yeah. Or, or you take or I'm surprised Big Pharma, I shouldn't say this, hasn't come up with like a vaccine pill that you can take twice a day, just like any normal medication. You know, you know I will um, I will finish with this. I will. I took too much of your time, but I'll finish with this. Dr. Kiriati's case is going through the federal court and uh, Dr. Fauci will have his deposition taken. So hopefully it will be publicly available. And that will be so much fun to watch because this is when he's going to be asked difficult questions and not just him, but all the other gang from FDA, CDC, whatever. So I think some interesting times are coming for the truth to come out. Oh, yeah. And we also know that Fauci's being called in the carpet. He's going to have to testify for the whole uh, Twitter censorship, the social media censorship stuff that he was in cahoots with that censored people who had different opinions like Jay Bhattacharya and, and uh, Marty McCarry and Peter McCullough. So this, Fauci's going to be very busy next year, especially if yeah. the Republicans win the House and Senate. They're, he's going to go, he's gonna have to go from one hearing to the next. Which is yeah. good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I want to remember. Put... Remember how I was worried that you might not have enough stuff to talk about every day. I think you'll have plenty, so we don't need to worry about it. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And are you ready to party uh, on uh, on election night? Yes, yes. We'll talk about that, and we'll arrange that, and we'll invite some people. And uh, I propose a new rule: everyone who listens must also talk. So I suggest a new policy for your show. You have to talk. Some yes. people don't like talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> right. thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks right. for the call. All right.
I want to give one. Anyone in Nevada? If you're in your, if you're in Nevada, raise your hand because it looks like I mean, according to Nate Silver's the dead heat. It's a fifty-two percent Lombardo and fifty-eight percent Sisolak. I can't stand Sisolak. I hope I hope Lombardo can beat him. That would be a great a great flip. And the Nevada governor, if Sisolak loses right now, is looking good. It's looking good. Uh, Lombardo has really gained on him. In fact, the last two polls give Lombardo one gives Lombardo a six point edge. So let's see what is this? Yeah, Insider Advantage. Uh, YouGov puts it, pushed it even, and Insider Advantage gives him a, a six point lead. Uh, Insider Advantage is a pretty solid poll. So it's looking good. Yeah, Lombardo has really, yeah, Lombardo's really gained over the last, since October 4th. Sisolak had a big lead and Lombardo has closed it. So, that's another possibility. And once again, if, 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 uh, if Republicans are being under-polled at all, Lombardo will win this race. Okay, so that's a good one. So, you know, there are, there are a lot of possibilities out there. And we know how important, more than ever after the last two years, two and a half years, how important these governor's races are. Since the governors decide whether things are locked down or not, governors decide whether we have vaccine mandates or not. This is very important. The governor's races are just as important, if not more important, than the House and Senate races. So these are, these are big. And it's big that the that Republicans could have 30 to 35 of these. That's, that gives us 30 to 35 states to live in. That's, that's the way I look at it. Right, Daniel? That'll give us like 30 to 35 states we can move to. And out of this crazy... Good night. Oh, you there? Hello? Did you not get my joke again, Mike? Which joke? I opened with all right, good night, and you didn't I didn't get a laugh. No, I didn't just now? No, you didn't you weren't there. It didn't come I through. I was here. No, oh. it didn't it didn't come through. People will tell me it didn't come through. It didn't come through. Oh man, this technology. Well I tell you what, I th- how about I start every show from now on with hi, good night, everyone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good night. Yeah, that's how you should start. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you should start. And, and how are you going to tagline then? Have we decided that yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about certain things. Yes. Uh, there's a. There's a uh, we're having a little contest, and it's what's Mike's new tagline? You know, right now my tagline for the last year has been "Vote Democrats out of office, vote them out now." But that's going to end in 13 days. That tagline expires on November 8th, so I need a new tagline after the midterm election. So we're doing a contest. And so far, Daniel's the only one who has uh, participated in this contest. You have a couple of good ones, Daniel. I have to admit, there have been a couple of good ones. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Have you been working on your uh, theme song yet? Did you listen to, uh, I listened to that? Feelings? I listened to that song, but that song, I know this is going to sound odd coming from me. That's really vulgar, that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, the, the thing is, like, if people who know me, they listen to me. I don't start out the show saying F, F, F. That might scare some people off, don't you think? I don't. I don't know. It's um. It's a funny. You story. know. You know. If 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 you could um if you could see the video, maybe it would come across a little bit. But it's it's a it's hilarious to see her perform it live because she's this little blonde girl with her guitar, yeah, and you yeah. think you're going to hear some Carly Simon or something folk music or something. And I, got, <laughs> I have an idea this. for I, I got I got a best idea for an opening song. It, it it goes the song goes like this you can dance you can smile having the time of your life oh no no, no. Yeah, if, yeah yeah if you want to get rid of at least one listener <laughs> that's how you do it yeah 
No, yeah. we have an ABBA-free zone when Daniel's around. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, well to, to, to tell the truth, the only reason I'm calling is because Domestic said uh, anyone that's listening has to call in. I mean, I, I got nothing tonight, so. No, you have more. You, you know why you have a lot? I'll tell you why you have a lot. Because you can, you can, you understand my anger with Kathy Holkel, right? After all this time, after all we now know, and wait a minute, not just Kathy Hochul, but, but Joe Biden. After all we now know of how they have lied, they have been wrong, they've lied about the vaccines, we now know they don't stop the spread, we now know they don't do GOTS, that even now you have, for the third straight winter, Joe Biden coming out and saying <laughs> he has the fucking nerve to continue to say, if you don't get these boosters, you're hurting other people. What the fuck is with this guy? You see, I'm cursing now. And what's with her saying she'd do mandates all over again when we know that we know that it can't stop the spread? What is the point of a mandate when it doesn't stop the spread? And she wants parents to put masks on kids again. What these people that these people would get one person voting for them shows what a fucked up country we live in. Yeah, you're um, you're really hitting a nerve now, Mike. Um... I knew, I, I knew you'd have something to say. Well, I, I, I was, I, I was, I was gonna get, going to sign off. But you, you, you really hit a nerve there. I was, um, I was watching an interview with Jimmy Dore. He was interviewing uh, Dr. Aaron Cariardi, um, who Domestic had just mentioned um, briefly, because he's one of the principals on this on this lawsuit. One of the principal plaintiffs um, that is going to depose Fauci and many others. Um, so Jimmy was uh, interviewing Aaron and Aaron was talking about um, he, um, the, all the, not mistakes, all the atrocities that were committed um, with these various COVID policies. And three times during this interview, which I think lasted about 20 minutes, if I remember correctly, um, about three times, well, three times exactly, there, there were uh, advertisements that were interrupted, and each of the three times, it was Gavin Newsom complaining complaining about those evil Republicans. Now, now this piece of shit is is largely responsible for my father's death because of these lockdowns. And many, many people like my father, they're in, in, that people that had dementia and rapidly deteriorated once isolated, mm. and they die quickly when this happens with pe- people with dementia. It is it is it is excruciating to even think about about this and to, to be watching this Aaron Cariardi who we all met at, with the um, talk with um, with Atlas and at Stanford um, to watch this this brave individual who lost his job lost his livelihood um, a professor of medicine and ethics at um, I think it's Irvine if I remember correctly and um, he stood up for what is ethical and what is right he did what he was trained to do he did what his conscience told Constance told him to do, and he was fired. To have him, to be listening to him talk about what happened to him and what happened to our society in general, and have it punctuated by this evil son of a bitch, Gavin Newsom, with ads that were just going on and on and on about evil Republicans. I, I was just, it, it just, God, it was, I, I, I hadn't had these two things juxtaposed so closely in yeah. the last two years. And it was just, it, it hurt. It really fucking hurt to see this. 
Well, and then you have a you have the state Supreme Court, the New York State Supreme Court. This is not the this is not the supposedly Trump U.S. Supreme Court. This is the New York, the liberal New York State Supreme Court, saying that these vaccine mandates should be null and void, and anyone who was fired in New York City, in New York State or New York City, needs to be given back pay. And you know what the mayor of New York said? Go fuck yourself. We're not doing it. So once again, they are just defying the law now. Now, they knew they were breaking the law. They knew they were doing things that were unconstitutional. But now they're actually telling the, <laughs> they're actually telling the the uh, the, the uh, uh, courts to go to, to go to hell. We're not going to we're not going to listen to what you say. So what's the next? Uh, what's what do you do? Do you doesn't that mean that Eric Adams should be arrested for defying a court order? Isn't this I know you're not a lawyer. But isn't this a court order? Isn't this the state Supreme Court saying this was unconstitutional, illegal, these people need to be rehired, and all the back pay they've missed over the last however many long it have been, a year, year and a half, they need to be given that pay. And then the mayor saying, well, no, we're not going to listen to you, go to hell. To me, doesn't, shouldn't he be fucking put in handcuffs and thrown in, in Rikers Island? They're not going to stop until we hurt him. It, it, it's, it's amazing to me. Once again, proving, as I've said for the last year, Democrats hate the Constitution. They hate it. They hate the Constitution. They, they, take, they hate the system of government where the judicial branch gets to check and balance them. They hate everything about the U.S. Constitution. Everything. They think it's not relevant anymore. I mean, by relevant, I mean they think it is not a, um, a tool by which to both render justice and through which to seek justice and guide justice. They see, and from a very Machiavellian perspective, they see this new world in which digital technology has given them tremendous power to shape people's psychology, to shape our mass psychology, mm-hmm. and they are going to push this this tool, this poorly understood tool, um, as far as it can go, and the fact that it is poorly understood and could do us great harm, they don't seem to care. The end justifies the means and to hell with the Constitution. They don't see it as a vehicle to toward, toward good. And I say this as someone who has voted at, for Democrats for for 44 of my voting years. Um, since, since I was 18, I started voting and I voted for 44 years as a Democrat. Um, these people are monsters. They are monsters. And I don't say this lightly. These people are, they're not liberals. That keep on saying over and over again, do not call these people liberals. Language matters. These people are illiberals. Um, yeah, that's as much as I, 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 this is far more than I wanted to say. So um, I'm going to stop there. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. What would, and what would the, how do you, have, how do you get a perfectly buff, shiny head? So Eric Adams has in New York. He must shine. Does someone shine his head for him? But what were the shiny-headed Eric? And he, I, I, and I, 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 hate, I hate those. And he's always wearing suits that are so tight that show his buff body, his shiny head and his buff body. That's all that matters to him. And and appearing, of course, at events in 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 uh, million-dollar suits. What would he say if Donald Trump did this? If the courts told Donald Trump that what he did was illegal or unconstitutional, and he said, "Go fuck yourself." What would Democrats like Eric Adams be saying about Donald Trump? Well, we know what they'd be saying. They'd be saying to impeach him and throw him in jail. Everything about Donald Trump was impeach him and, and, and jail him, right? But they can do whatever they want because they're Democrats. You see, if you're a Democrat, you can defy the law. You can defy the judicial system. If you're a Democrat, you can call a Republican woman a pig. 
You can do that. It's allowed. You have you have uh, amnesty. You have amnesty. Here's another race, Oregon. This is a big one. And right now, right now, it's 50-50, according to Nate. It's a dead heat, which is absolutely insane in Oregon, uh, in the governor's race. Drazen, the Republican, and Kotek, the Democrat. Kotek, anyone notice that Kotek looks like Rachel Maddow's older sister? She does. Tina Kotek, to me, looks like Rachel Maddow's uh, older sister. She has the same kind of look that Rachel Maddow has. But she's at 50-50. I mean, in Oregon, this should be fait complete. Democrats and Republicans hasn't won there in like four decades. So it's amazing that Drazen is at 50-50, and it really is. The last polls came out, and uh, Trafalgar, plus one for the Republican Drazen, and Data for Progress, plus one. It's very tight. It's very, very tight. But, once again, this is it's an amazing thing. It's amazing that the Republican has a real shot. And once again, Oregon, if there's any, any kind of late movement to Republicans or Republicans being under, she's going to win. So this is a good one. This is another, a, a real shot for a big flip in Oregon is, is for the, uh, is, is if Christine Drazen wins. So that's also, uh, that's also a good one. Blake Masters in Arizona for Senate. He has really gained. Uh, let's look at Arizona for a second. Governor, Kate Carey Lake, favored now, 61% chance she's going to win. Let's see the last poll. Yeah, 11, look, four polls came out, plus three, plus three, plus three, and insider advantages plus 11 today. So it's a good chance that uh, that will happen also. You'll have a Republican governor in Arizona, Carey Lake, and Blake Masters has gained on, what's his face there, Kelly yeah, you see, now it's getting a little bit tighter. He gives Kelly a, well, three and four chance, and Blake Masters a one and four chance, but that's getting tighter. And there was a poll that came out today that put it even. Data for Progress put it at 47-47 tie. And all the other polls have Kelly with like a one or two-point advantage. Once again, well within the margin of error, and the Republicans are being underpolled. That's another big win for the... for the Blake Masters has really gained. If you look at the, how that changed... Blake Masters was behind, let's go to September 30th. Folks, that's less than a month, yeah, less than a month ago. 83% chance of winning for Kelly, 17 for Masters. And that has really, really started to, you know, narrow. So that's another shot. That's a shot. Kelly had been very popular in Arizona, you know, the former astronaut, very popular. Lake Masters is closing the gap, and another couple of weeks, anything can happen there. Once again, Republicans are being underpolled. Masters can pull that out. That would be a huge pickup. So, you see, these are all, we'll follow these over the next, you know, 13 days and see what happens and where things stand on the eve of the election. But right now, all the momentum's in the Republicans' favor because they're doing the right thing. They're talking about what Democrats can't talk about which is the economy. I mean, Bernie Sanders is, is just gone. He thinks the Democrats should talk about this stuff. Talk about what? They can't. I don't blame them for not. I don't blame them for talking about January 6th and abortion. It's the only things they can talk about. It's the only thing they can talk about. How can the Democrats possibly, with Joe Biden as their leader, talk about the economy, talk about inflation, talk about crime and immigration? What? 
What can they say? We're wrong on everything. We're on the wrong side of everything. Let's, let's talk about that. They can't talk about these things. They can't. And this phony bullshit narrative that Bernie and Biden came up with, the two buddies, Bernie and Biden, um, that this is a, it's, it's not the Democrat, it's not Democrats' fault, and the Republicans are going to make it worse. Well, I'm sorry, but here's the proof, guys. When the Republicans were in charge, when Trump was in charge, the, the inflation was 1%, and now it's 9 under Biden. So how do you make, when Republicans were in charge, inflation was 1, and gas was $2, and now inflation is 9 and gas was $4. So how do you make, how does that compute to Republicans will make things worse? How does that compute? When people know they were better off two years ago and Republicans were in charge than now, how do you convince them that Republicans are going to make it work? It makes absolutely no sense. It's something that two 80-year-olds would come up with. Well, let's see. How do we do this here? It's ridiculous. Come on. What do you got to do? The kids have a saying these days. The kids have a saying, take the L. You know what that means? Take a loss and just take the L and shut up. The Democrats really need to take the L and shut up. Shut up. Stop with this. Republicans are going to make it worse. It's not as if it's a worldwide phenomenon. Just shut up. Take the L. Admit what you've done over the last two years has been disastrous, deadly, wrong, has killed people, has killed the economy. Just admit it. Admit it. You're losing anyway. You're not going to lose more by admitting it. You're not. You, you, can't, you probably can't do any worse than you're going to do. So just take the L and move on to the next election. That's all I can say. Because you're just making it worse when you say idiotic things. Like, oh, it's not our fault, it's worldwide, oh, you, Republicans are going to make it worse. It's just, it's stupid. And no one's buying that shit. Just like no one's buying the crap that Fetterman had a great debate, that he's such a hero for debating for 60 minutes. Give me a break. This is another thing that I wanted to talk about, this idea of not debating. Now, when you talk about not debating, it's all one way. In this cycle, especially, it's all one way. Democrats don't want to debate. Why? Because they can't talk about the issues in a winning way. They're on the losing side of everything. So what some Democrats are doing, basically, even though they're still running their campaigns and running ads, is they're taking the L. They're not debating because they can't win a debate on the issues. And you'll have to talk about the issues because a moderator is going to talk about real issues. You're not on the winning side. You're on the wrong side. So they're just taking the L and they're not debating. Now, the problem with that is not debating is bad for democracy in general, I'd say. I told a story about a month ago about a friend of mine who ran for Senate in 2004, okay? In 2004, my friend Stu Starkey ran for Senate against John McCain in Arizona. Now, this is the height of McCain's popularity. Remember, four years later, he'd run for president. He was so popular. This was the height of McCain's popularity, 2004 in Arizona that he wanted to run against. He felt McCain should have an opponent, should have a Democratic opponent, which he should have, and he did. John McCain gave him, I believe, three debates. Not one, not two, three debates. Three. Because McCain felt that it was important to go around the state and debate. That is, It was important. In fact, McCain told him this, I believe. It was important for democracy that, that there are debates and that you tell the voters what you're going to do, that you face questions. This is very old school, of course. And uh, so if John McCain, I think, won one. And he, after the last debate, McCain took everyone out. Okay? He took Stu out, his opponent out, for dinner. Okay? So, and McCain won, you know, what, 75, 22, something. It was, you know, 
McCain won big in, in Arizona and would have won by that number even if he hadn't debated. But he did. Okay? But he did. And that's the point. If someone like John McCain, just a shoo-in, could do something like that and debate three times, there's no excuse for any of these Democratic candidates not to go through that process. And I understand, again, I understand their thinking. They can't debate the issues. They're on the wrong side of all of the issues. I get it. I understand that. But too bad. You know what, then? Don't run. But if you're going to throw your hat in the ring, you got to debate. Period. And I think you should debate at least three. If McCain did it a few times, you can do it a few times, okay? If John McCain can give someone he knew he was going to crush debates, you can do the same. And when you look at many of these races, the places these people are not debating, they're either tied or behind. Once again, that shows you how scared they are to face the actual issues and talk. They're not, it's not like these Democrats are John McCain's and they're 50 points up and they have nothing to worry about. They're tied or behind and they're still not debating because they know they can't win. And they'll come up with weird excuses like, uh, Oh, they're just going to yell like Trump. Oh, they're just going to yell and be mean and MAGA, and I'm not going to deal with that. Like, that's the real, that's a great excuse. Oh, that's so, just a heroic excuse to say. Oh, the person, well, if the person's just going to yell, if you're saying the person, your opponent's just going to yell and say crazy things, why wouldn't you want them to yell and say crazy things? Isn't that going to win you votes? Isn't that going to lose them votes? But of course they know this is bullshit. This is bullshit. It's not, that's not the case. But they have to come up with these crazy excuses that they're all going to do what Trump does and just get up there and, 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 and say, loser, sad, loser, sad. Of course, that hasn't happened in any of these debates. Okay? So their excuses are their own. Their excuses are their own. But we know the real reason. They're not going to give this reason, but the reason is they can't win. They can't debate the issues because they're on the wrong side of all the issues. That's what it comes down to. So they'd rather just hide in their basement for like Fetterman and Biden and hope the cult of Democrats pushes them through. That's what they're hoping for. So this is what, going back to the Wicked Witch of the East, who hopefully will lose to Lee Zeldin, Kathy Hochul, by now kids are more socialized to the idea of wearing a mask. It's not as strange to them. It's not as like, what is this all about? There's really cute masks out there. I've seen a lot of them. Can you believe this, bitch? It's absolutely incredible. You know what? You don't believe she said that? Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove to you she said that. Don't take my word for it. Take the Wicked Witch of the East's word for it. If I can cue this up. Hold on. Let me see if I can cue this up. And we'll play it for you. Uh, usually fall and winter. It's like a common cold, but it does hit younger children, and it's really frightening. It's not new at all, something we've seen before. But, you know, infants as young as six months old uh, have been known to contract this. So you know, it's hard to keep kids safe. You know, think about the fact that a year ago, you know, before a year ago, we, a lot of kids were wearing masks in a daycare center or in schools, and that did give them some level of protection. We're not mandating this, but we're saying parents, you know, you got other kids, you got kids in school, preschool, and you got a baby at home. 
you really might just want to take these extra precautions. And by now, kids are more socialized to the idea of wearing a mask. It's not as strange to them. It's not as like, what is this all about? There's really cute masks out there. I've seen a lot of them. Uh, so that's something I'm encouraging all parents to consider for their children right now. So that's I like to put a real cute mask on her, a fucking muzzle. How about a fucking muzzle on her face, like in the Silence of the Lambs with Hannibal Lecter? That's what I want to put on Kathy Hochul's face, that hatchet face she has. How about that? That's what I say we should do. I think we should mandate it. I mean, can you believe this witch? Everything she said in that 50 seconds, I could play a 50 second clip of Biden and Hochul. In 50 seconds, they have about 35 lies. How many lies do you detect? It's like, where's Waldo? Where are the lies? How many lies did you detect in that 50 seconds? Once that kids are in danger. We know kids, kids are in danger. No, we know kids have no chance of contracting COVID, no chance of getting bad COVID, zero chance of dying. We know the people who have COVID and die are 80. Average age of death, eight zero. Past life expectancy in this country, which is going down, by the way, not because of COVID, because of shit doctors and shit medical care and people eating like fucking animals, like gluttonous animals. That's why it's going down. But I digress. It's known. It's a fact. You witch, you evil witch. It's a fact that children are at the least danger for this. Don't even talk about children in COVID. They're at the least danger. They have almost 0% of dying from this. We know this. We've known this for almost three fucking years. Yet they continue to lie and say, oh, children are vulnerable. Because you see, in, this, in the mind of the idiot shit liberal, they see the children physically being small. So physically being small equates to great danger. Physically being small, if her, forget about science, because Democrats only believe in science when it's convenient for them to believe in science. Otherwise, they believe in voodoo. They believe in voodoo, medieval medicine. Fantasy world medicine, where children visually are small, so they must be the most vulnerable. We have to save them. A little bit of cold in that body will kill them. No, no. We know from science and facts that children are not in danger of this fucking cold. You idiots. You morons. Yet they keep saying it because their followers are in a cult and they can't fucking think for themselves. Hell, they can't even go on 538 or Real Clear Politics and get an idea of what's happening. These people in this Democratic cult, like Michael Moore, Michael Moore thinks it's going to be a blue tsunami. Talk about someone riddled with diabetes and fat cells. He thinks they're going to have a tsunami because he lives in his own fucking world. They live in their own little fantasy world they create, which is comfortable bubble for them to live in, which has no connection to reality, no connection to facts, no connection to real news. So we continue to hear this from these people. We continue to hear it, and they're not ashamed to talk about it. They're not ashamed because they know enough people will believe it that they'll get reelected because the people in their states are fucking idiots. The majority are fucking idiots. Not everybody. I'm not saying everybody. The majority of people in New York and the majority of people in California are political morons, have zero common sense. But they think because they are the most highly educated, because they have the most degrees, that they are smarter than everyone else. But they are brilliant, and everyone else is a Neanderthal when they are the Neanderthals who live in a fake world.
There are cute masks. Yeah. Cute masks. I despise this woman. And Lee Zeldin should be all over this. All over this. <sighs> so you can't really... You can't, any of these people, anything they say, and that's something we've learned over the last two and a half years, anything they say can't be believed. Anything they say can't be believed. You can't even ask them what the time is or the temperature is. I can't believe, you can't believe anything they say. Not one thing. They are proven liars. They are proven manipulators of facts. And you can't believe a word that comes out of their mouth. Cute masks. I've seen cute masks. As uh, Eli, by the way, Eli, to give Eli Klein, the, the great gallery owner, former Democrat, now voting Republican, also out of New York, said, uh, it's amazing that, it's amazing that there's not much, yeah, Kyle Becker's another one. There's a special place in hell for politicians who abuse their power and do harms to kids based on lies. And it's really amazing that not more has been made of this. Not more has been made of this. Zeldin should run an ad immediately and run this for the next 12 days of children, photos of children being muzzled, photos of little kids being muzzled, like, like, like prisoners. And then Kathy Hochul saying, cute, cute masks. I just play that over and over again. Cute masks, cute masks, cute masks, showing kids being muzzled and the statistics of what's happened to children. Show, show photos of children being muzzled, blow them up, show statistics of what's happened to children over the last two years, and then Kathy Hochul over and over saying, cute, cute masks, cute masks, cute masks. That's what he should do. That's what I would do if I were running that campaign. And I'd run that over and over again until November 8th. Because that vote of the mothers, the parents, Mothers and fathers, but especially the, the mothers, very important. The parents, the women, this is going to be very important. When the Republicans win big, it's going to be, you'll see in the exit polls, it's going to be because of women who are parents, and many of them Democrats who switched to Republican this election. That's what you can see. That's the winning key. That's, that's the winning demographic, I think, for every Republican in places where they usually don't win, like Michigan or New York or Oregon. It's going to be the mothers. It's going to be the parents coming out and saying, we are tired of the government telling us how to run our families. We're tired of the government telling us how to treat, how to take care of our children, what to do with our children. And remember, when Kathy Hochul said, as she said in that clip, we're not mandating it. She's not, I mean, she has the, the gall to come out 12 days before an election and say this. She doesn't have a goal to mandate it, but she will have a goal to mandate it when she wins again. And that's another thing Lee Zeldin needs to really get into people's heads, that if she wins again, and if Democrats win anywhere, they will mandate these things again for the winter slash flu season. They will mandate, the, these mandates will go into effect shortly after the election if they win again. 
The only reason they're not mandating it now is because an election comes. Once they're past that and they've won, they will mandate these things because they don't have to worry about running again for four more years. This needs to be ingrained in people's minds that if you simply want your children muzzled again, vote for the Democrat. If you want vaccine mandates again, if you want forced injections, if you want forced masking, if you want the threat of more lockdowns, the Democrats are your party. That's the ad. Your decision. Then again, I don't have, they don't give me the money. They don't, I'm not, I don't run these campaigns, you see. So I don't have, they don't give me the resources to run these ads. But these are the kinds of ads I'd be running if I were running these campaigns. And I'd run them constantly until election day. Constantly. Because these parents are tired of this shit. It started with Yunkin's election. And it will continue through these midterms in 2024. Parents are just simply tired. They're tired of being told what to do by the government. It's absolutely, as Eli Klein says, it's absolutely inane that New York's governor is now encouraging all parents to mask their kids. Hochul isn't even making, isn't even masking herself. If she wants to mask children now, then she wants to mask them forever. This is just so wild and reckless, I can't believe it's not a bigger story yet. It should be a much bigger story. And this is what I was talking about, the Pennsylvania Senate betting trends. And it's called Predict It, Predict It. P-R-E-D-I-C-T-I-T, and they do the, the betting. You can actually bet on these things, if you wish. And August 29th, so August, September, October, what, two months? Yeah, not even two months ago. Fetterman, 75 cents on the dollar. Mehmet Oz got up to 26 cents on the dollar. Before the debate, Oz did take the lead narrowly, 53 cents to 48 cents. After the debate, 63 cents for Oz, Fetterman, 38 cents. So you see... You can actually make big money now if you vote on Fetterman. You can't make big money voting on Oz, but you can make big money voting on Fetterman. Uh, so basically, I think this works. If you're voting for Mehmet Oz, you have to bet a dollar to win 63 cents. Yeah, if you're betting for Fetterman, you can you bet 38 cents to win a dollar. So that's, that's the way that betting works. And the swing since August 2019 now is plus 74 cents for Oz. So you see, these are all. Oh, here's another good one. Florida. There's something called interactive polls on Twitter, which I, I, th I think you should follow. Uh, Ron DeSantis. Listen to this. Ron DeSantis in uh, a new poll, uh, 14 points up on Charlie Crist. 14. Rubio, 11 up on Demings. And the AG, Ashley Moody, 14. So 14 for Moody, 14 Santos, 11 for Rubio. They're all going to win easily. They're all going to win by double digits. So that's not a surprise, but but it is a surprise in this regard. Ron DeSantis won his last race by one, by one point, and he's up by 14. And he's up by double digits in most polls. So that really shows how Republican Florida has become and how many Democrats have switched over because both of those things had to happen for there to be this much of a sea change in just four years in Florida. More Republicans registering and Democrats switching to Republican like myself.
independents going the Republicans' way. So it's just, it really shows how popular Ron DeSantis is. And of course, Democrats will continue to bash him and say he did everything wrong when the people are saying, no, 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 he did everything right. You see, the people are saying he did everything right. That's why he's going from winning by one point to 14 points in four years. You see, see how that works, Democrats? Once again, I know facts, numbers, reality don't matter to Democrats. But when you go by winning one four years ago and you go to 14, Okay, when you gain 13 points, let's say he wins by 14, 13 points in just four years, what that means is people, more people like you. More people are moving there because of you. Why did they move to Florida? Why do they like DeSantis? Because their kids didn't have to be muzzled, Kathy, okay? Because their economy wasn't shut down, Gavin, okay? Because they weren't forced to get the medical procedure of vaccines, Kathy and Gavin. Do you get it? Do you get it? These people are just, it blows my mind, the cognitive dissonance. It blows my mind that they don't understand that this sea change is happening because Gavin Newsom did it right. Because Gavin Newsom did what the American people wanted to do. Okay? That Gavin Newsom gave people freedom and the right to decide on their own what to do. That the Gavin Newsom gave them the information and let adults decide what to do for themselves and their children. That's what people want. They don't want the government telling them what to do. They don't want the government twisting the science, twisting the facts to their favor so they can make people do what they want to do and make people do for their kids what the government wants done. People don't want that. Do they not understand that logic? No, because they've been in government so long, they believe that what they say goes, that they are the Lord and Almighty, and they can tell people what to do, and that's what their job is, because they hate the Constitution, they fucking hate it. Because we know the Constitution says they want it DeSantis' way. The Founding Fathers wrote it that way, okay? DeSantis has followed what the Founding Fathers wanted. Gavin Newsom has not followed what the Founding Fathers wanted. We the people, not we the government, not we the governor, not we the mayor. Don't they get it? What don't they get? They get it, they just hate it. They don't want that. They want a government of China. They want communist rule. That's what they want because that gives all the power to the elected leaders. It gives all the power to the government. That's what they love. That's why they follow the Chinese Communist Party way when it comes to COVID mandates and policies. That's what the Democrats did. They followed China. They didn't follow the U.S. Constitution. They followed China. Not Hamilton. They see Hamilton, they applaud like seals, but they follow the China way, not the Hamilton way. Everyone should see Hamilton. Slightly overrated, but still pretty good. You know, those things can be so overrated when people start getting into hysterics about them and everyone starts saying how great things are. A little too much, but still pretty good. Um... Yeah, I mean, Zelton was right on it, at least in the debate. She, he was called out Hochul for a deadly nursing home order and cover-up. Remember, she could hide about that, but she was lieutenant governor when the nursing, nursing home stuff came down, where Cuomo put all the sick people right back into nursing homes, let it spread, and killed everybody. And there will be lawsuits over that, too. Don't worry. There will be hearings over that, too, when Republicans take over. Andrew 
will have to testify. Andrew will have to face the fire. He thinks he's gotten away with it. He's slinked away. No, he'll be back next year as long as Republicans win. So that is what Kathy Hochul was. Kathy Hochul wants kids muzzled because it gives them some sort of protection, but didn't care about protecting the elderly people in nursing homes, just threw the sick back in there so it could spread like wildfire. That's the Democrat science. Put sick people with healthy people and kill the healthy people off. That is stopping the spread. That is not stuff, but masking Young kids who are not in any danger of dying of COVID, that makes sense. That's science to them. It's reverse science, you see. That's saying the kids are at risk and the elderly people are not. When we know it's just the opposite, that the elderly people are at risk and they killed them off, and the kids are not at risk, and they're doing this virtue-signaling bullshit of masking them, pretending that's saving their lives. Mm. I have never, you know, I've never hated Democrats more than I hate them right now. And people are amazed when I was <laughs> voted Democrat for 35 years, right, of my life, 33 years of my life. And, you know, I, I, I try to compare it to this, and people understand it better. Someone who smoked for 35 years, right? Someone who has smoked for 35 years and they stop. You know those people who smoke for 35 years and stop become worse anti-smokers than people who have never smoked, right? That often happens. Those people uh, uh, hate secondhand smoke the most. They hate smoking the most. And that's how I describe this. I hate Democrats more than most people who are never Democrats. And I hate them more every day. And it's simply because, it's simply because they have abandoned, as Bill Maher has said a million times, another guy who's voted Democrat, his entire life, but they've become the party of, of, of zero common sense. There's, there's zero common sense. There's zero common sense. And that's the problem. They're anti-common. It's not zero common sense. They're kind of anti-common. They go against common sense. Whatever common sense says, they go the other way. So it's really not the party of no common sense. It's like anti-common sense. It's like we're against common sense. That's what the Democratic Party has become. The party being against common sense. Oh, look at this. They left it up. This is interesting. I wanted to mention this. I almost forgot. <laughs> Yesterday on Twitter, I posted a tweet. And it's, it's the New York Post shows Biden getting his fake shot. By the way, whether Biden's actually gotten any shots at all is up for debate. What's not up for debate is the fact he doesn't get the actual shot live. Because there's no way... That's, that's all fake. Whether he gets the real shot in private, I don't know. He might have, he might not have. But he definitely doesn't get the real shot in that fake set they put up of the Oval Office live on television like the Truman Show. Because there's always the chance that someone will go into what? Anaphylactic shock? That's why they make you wait 15 minutes? And there's zero chance they would take a chance of the president going into fits. Okay? Because if that happened, there goes your vaccines out the window. So we know these photo ops are fake. It's either not a real needle or some kind of a saline solution. Or maybe something else Biden needs to combat his dementia. But it's certainly not the COVID shot. So there's a photo of him getting the fake shot. And it says Biden gets fifth COVID shot. Says virus still threat. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. After he just said. Yeah. He said the virus still a threat after weeks ago. He said it was over. Okay. This is the mind of the demented president. 
that I wrote. I'll get to you in one second there, you useless oaf. That's your name. I'm not calling you that. You call yourself that. Um, we'll get your real name in a second, hopefully. But I wrote, this is what I wrote. Fifth shot in a year and a half. Once a big pharma whore, always a big pharma whore. And about an hour later, my Twitter account goes out. It says I got a 12-hour, only half a day suspension because this is under, like, threatening people or uh, demeaning people or being a bully. So I guess their computer picked this up as me being, I guess, a uh, a, um, a bully towards whores. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say. So I wrote to them, you know, you can do the thing where you... Even though it's only going to be 12 hours, I said, fuck it. I, I wrote to them and I said, no, I'm appealing this because I have not threatened anybody. This is not threatening anybody. This is not bullying anybody. This is a sharp criticism against the president. And I put in bold, I'm sure the president of the United States can handle my sharp criticism. And I sent it. And then I said to myself, ah, oh, fuck it. It's 12 hours. I'm just, whatever. And this was like before I was going to sleep. So it would be like, two or three hours. So I said, what the hell? I just, and I canceled my appeal. And uh, I noticed that they didn't suspend my account. They unsuspended it. And my tweet is still there. So it wasn't, they didn't delete it. Even though I said they could delete it. So I don't know what happened there. Either a real person saw this or this is the beginning of Elon Musk taking over. I'm going to believe that. That's my reality. Okay. So let me go to... Hey, Mike, how you doing? doing? Pretty good. Um, I've just wanted to call because um, you were getting onto COVID stuff, and I thought there's some interesting things you might want to uh, be aware of. Have you seen Jeffrey Sachs's recent appearances at all? Uh, Jeffrey Sachs? No, who's Jeffrey Sachs? So he's a he's a major economist, and he's also um, a, a heavily embedded in the United Nations under the under the um, sustainability development goals. He's a key architect of them, right? Yes. Now, he's got a long-standing positions on US foreign policy as well, and he's published a book on how things needed to change quite a few years ago. But so, so in some senses, if you're into that kind of thing and you, you agree that the US needs to sort of treat people nicer, then he probably kind of comes across as kind of a cool guy. But also, he was appointed the head of the Lancet's self-appointed um covid19 commission report right and he's now doing the rounds on video interviews um basically saying literally that he thinks that us did nord stream so um you know he's kind of got this kind of like sort of cool legitimacy of saying the thing that everybody's thinking but many don't have the guts to print and then he's also saying that covid origins are probably lab leak so again, that sounds like kind of anti-establishment, but this is the thing: if you actually read the um, the Lancet's um, actual commission report, which is the links in the, that I put in your chat, you'll find that the commission's report says um, the UN, the WHO, Gavi, Seppi, and Bill Gates all got their approach right but they just didn't act hard enough or fast enough. So the next time round, we need more and more of the same thing. Oh, interesting. Look yeah. At, yeah. Well, so yeah, it's an it, eye on it because it's going to inform loads of people are going to use him and this report as legitimization for bullshit policy in the future. Well, speaking of bullshit policy, so what, what, 
you, you're gonna have to clear this up because you're 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 the man over there in in London. But what what's going on with this new prime minister? Why people here in this country don't get this? I don't get it either. He's not elected, right? Yeah. Well, how does that work? Okay, so people in Britain elect the party, and the party appoints the leader. But there was so no election. Never really... But there was no new election, right? Exactly. So, so for, for the last, I don't know, it's something like four or five prime ministers. The last four or five prime ministers have only been of of them. They, only one has been subjected to a national election. So, so when the prime minister is uh, kicked out or resigns, there doesn't automatically have to be an election. No, no, it's it's literally an appointment by the party. Oh, so in other words, it, it, the way it would work here would be like if Biden resigned, the party can decide that Kamala or or Pete Buttigieg is the president, right? Right. I okay. See. Yeah, and in in our in yeah in our in our system, um, if Boris was obviously left, you know, he resigned. Then basically, the party selects candidates, and then the, the MPs, the MPs of that party, have effectively vote. But on uh, but, it's nothing to do with the people because that party was elected in the last national election. Yeah. So but, yeah, but how long does that last before they have to have a new election? Uh, well, it's pretty much every five years an election in the UK. Okay. Okay. So, and so in other words, there will be a time when he will have to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, theoretically, we we can as citizens essentially initiate somehow um, a vote of no confidence in the party, but nobody's ever used it. Oh, I see. I, I understand. No confidence votes usually come from the from the uh, parliament, right? Yeah, but we could force it apparently through um, as people, but we've not got the guts to do it. Why did you change your name to Useless Oath? Oh, because I was taking. <laughs> I was taking um, some some strong compliments on um, on on calling, so I was called a feckless goon. Uh, <laughs> who, well, it's actually I, I just wanted to embrace the um, embrace the positive feedback I've had on calling. So I was called a feckless goon. I was also called a, a polemicist who uh, suffers from surf syndrome, and um, and and I'm apparently locked in self generated circular arguments. That that was some feedback I, uh, I I was given, so I thought I'd embrace it. Yeah, that's always a good thing to do. <laughs> you know, I'm open to I'm open to criticism, so I might as well as uh, look, you know, yeah, fully yeah. embrace it. Yeah. Uh, so, are they? Uh, is anyone in the UK, anyone, anyone still pushing mandates for vaccines or masking? No, not not really. Um, it's the narrative, though, is still go and get boosted and your kids should have it. But apparently the uptake on boosters has dropped down to like single digit percentages. Well, here, here too. Uh, here too. Yeah, but there, oh, particularly there no in children. But there are no politicians, especially ones who are like running for office in 12 days, who are saying, We'd, I'll gladly bring back mandates or I'll, uh, your kids should be muzzled. Right. I mean, it's not, what what do you do you have an out? Do you have a view? of why politicians here still think they can do that? Um, I, I suspect it's all to do with the pharma lobby and it will be in my country as well. You know, I mean, so in the UK, the NHS is still arbitrarily telling patients that they need to use masks, but there's nothing in the, the legislation has been repealed, so they don't. So they're literally, doctors and nurses are still lying to patients and they're bullying them. And they're basically saying that doctors and nurses in the UK are still prepared to threaten 
patients with the suspension of healthcare if they don't use masks, but there's nothing in the law that says that they can lawfully do that. That's how confused people are here. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. It really is. It's amazing to yeah. me. And this is something that, you know, I have been, uh, us with the tinfoil hats, you know, as quote-unquote conspiracy theorists have been saying all along that the, the, the left here, the Democrats, will never let this go. And we keep we, they keep on telling us how we're crazy, we're conspiracy theorists, and, and, and it keeps on, we, we keep on being proven right. We keep yeah. on being proven right. They will never let this go. And I, will, I believe that the left in this country, Democrats, especially every winter, every fall flu season, will do this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I was talking to somebody on uh, the other day on calling, and we got uh, mistakenly. I shouldn't have gone down this road, but it, I ended up getting onto COVID, and she was fanatical in her belief. She was literally asserting that that they were fantastic, amazing um, technological achievements. And I asked her if she'd read any of the FDA documentation to to, to back up what she was saying. And she basically became sort of almost fanatically defensive and she hadn't actually read anything, <laughs> but she just kept going down this road of asserting stuff. And I was saying, have you really read any data here? Yeah. And it was just became this bizarre assertion. And then I, I sent her some, I started sending her a paper. I, she asked me to send her a paper that I was referring to, which proves that they already knew in 2005 that um, the AstraZeneca and J&J shot would cause blood clots. And I sent her the paper. Uh, it was peer reviewed in blood, uh, in blood, uh, the blood journal. And she just went, well, I just refute your sources. It's like, she was saying, she was saying, is it from a peer reviewed journal? I said, yes, it is. As if, as if, as if I was going to send her some complete garbage and I didn't, I sent her a proper article right. and, uh, and she ref just re started refuting it. It was like, it was, it was just really bizarre. So people are still locked into a complete belief system, aren't they? So, and that's not going to end anytime soon. No, it's, it's, and yeah, that's, that's, that's a big part of it. That, that's the, the belief system and the fact that they will never admit they were hoodwinked. Right. Because if you yeah. admit all this is, 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 is wrong, then you're admitting you, you were naive enough to believe it and people yeah. think there's something about them right so it's 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 a it's a very personal thing you know it because it, it it they've been played no one wants to admit you've been played for fool right yeah no exactly. no one wants to admit that you know a a cheap shyster a cheap troll or nowadays people get you know emails and it says you know click on this and give us your information and you know they do it and they get hoodwinked and they lose money no one wants to believe that they were victim of that kind of thing. And basically on a larger scale, that's what these people have been victims of, right? Yeah. Yeah. They've been victim of and, this. I mean, what is it? It's, um, it's, it's, it's probably, uh, I just thought of an example, but yeah, you're, you're right. I agree with you. And, and also in a, in a way, Oh yeah, that's it. It's that phrase. It would have been worse if I hadn't had the shot. It's completely unprovable, but people still say it as if it's true. Yeah, you know, something you can't prove, right? That's what it comes down to. It's a, it's, a, it's a, what they call it. They, they, they've loved the left has done this the whole time. Try to prove a negative, right? Just prove mm. it's impossible to do. You can't do it. Things, oh, yeah. things have always have been. Oh, if you didn't do this, things would be worse. Well, how do you prove that? You can't. We just know. You can't. You can't. I just you know. Just, I just have a feeling it would be yeah. worse. We know, of course, it would be worse. Yeah, but it's like the, it's like the, the, what they're missing out though as well is the fact that there is actually still a control group of people who didn't have it, 
right? And they have not died, <laughs> and they've and they've had COVID and not died, well, and the they've only had, the, and the they only why, get COVID once as yeah, well. Yeah, that's the reason why they want to destroy Ron DeSantis. That is a control group of twenty-one million people in the state here of Florida. You exactly. See? That's the control group, but they want to destroy him. Because they know, my God, they're so afraid of this control. They don't want the narrative to, 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 to switch to. Look at this Look at this control group, of, which they've never done, by the way, in three years. Look at this control group of flaw. You actually still have people in this country, Democrats, still saying, well, you know, we, we didn't know if we can do it a different way. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Have, you, know, but you, have, you have Texas, you have Alabama, you have Arizona, you have Georgia, and of course you have 21 million people in Florida, and they don't even talk about these things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk- we have the control groups. You have the statistics. You have the facts right there in front of you, but you don't want to see them. And that's why I say by this time, if they don't want to see them, they're never going to see it. Right. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I think they're just what, what is it? There's, there's um, the idea that uh, it would have been worse if I hadn't had the shot. But I have own, and I've only had covid six times. Uh, that's it exactly yeah exactly. And, and you've only had six shots and right. you've only had two heart attacks that's it yeah exactly now do, do the people uh before i let you go do the people in in the uk have any um opinions about the republicans winning is, is there any talk there about the republicans winning big um to be honest not in the circles that i've moved in no we we don't really get into american politics how dare you? It's the most important politics in the world. <laughs> you, you, it might be. It bloody might be if we have a nuclear detonation of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the, the British, the British will be just as much to blame. You mean the Brits aren't obsessed with American politics twenty four seven? How dare you? I don't think we. I don't think we. Um, we understand it other than unless you've got an orange coloured guy in, in, in running in it. <laughs> I'm not understanding it. You can't. There are so many people I know who are just enraged, outraged by the idea that this guy wasn't elected. So I'm glad you cleared up why. <laughs> but it's like, well, you know, the, people don't understand that here, but it, it's basically the same thing as if Biden uh, resigned or or passed away, <laughs> right? Yeah. There would not be another election. Honestly, I'll... I'm not being funny, Mike, but Biden's gaffe rate is just unbelievable. You just type, type it in and you, you find, you know, or on Telegram channels or whatever that take the piss, just showing him wandering around going, where am I going? It's like, uh, not that way. <laughs> It's just becoming outlandish. I can't believe that he can be credibly kept in office when he's clearly not all there. Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> especially after they spoke about how, you know, uh, Trump needed to be. They needed to use the 25th Amendment on Trump because he was insane. But this guy's perfectly fine. You know, he's perfectly fine. There's no no no. There's no problem when you when you go to shake someone's hand and no one's there, right? That's you know when you look around for twenty minutes figuring how you exit a stage, perfectly normal, perfectly. But, but can you imagine in his his morning briefing when he gets his his national security briefing and they say, sir, um, number one item today, the Russians have t- called us on the on the hot on the formal hotline and told us that they believe that there's a risk of a, a dirty bomb in Ukraine. And, he, and his response will be, what? Dirty bombs? After all the amount of money we've spent and they can't afford to clean them. <laughs> you see, that could be a headline in like uh, the, on, you know, the Babylon Bee. And, you know, people, it's yeah. like, but it's very believable. It's very believable <laughs> that, he would actually, that he would actually say something like that, you know? Well, 
Anyway, thank you for the call. I appreciate no it. No worries, dude. Take it easy. Okay. All right. As always. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I think we're about to wrap up. Anything else I want to talk about today? Anything? Let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about today. I'll leave on this other po- uh, Okay. Wisconsin. I'll leave. I'll, I want to leave on a positive note. Um, although that was very positive. I'm glad it was cleared up about why this guy wasn't elected. Um, Wisconsin, Tony Evers is the Democrat. He's the incumbent. And Tim Michaels is the Republican. And Wisconsin is usually pretty Democratic, right? Um, But right now it's a toss-up. It's an absolute toss-up. It's it's almost a 50-50 proposition right now. So it's very possible that a Republican can also win in uh, the governor's race in in, uh, Democrat Wisconsin. So that that's also he's really narrowed the gap. He was way behind in the last. Let me see. I look at the last two polls. Put it even, and Michael's the Republican up by a point. So another place where a Republican can win, and if they're under polling Republicans at all, he will win. So these are these are nice. These are good. I, I'm these are you know once again, I think it's going to be a great night. The only question is how great will it be? All right. We'd end the show on that note. I want to thank all the callers, everyone who listened. I want to remind people that this show is on Monday night through Friday night, five nights a week. Begins at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. for you useless oafs over in London. Uh, the name of the show is at Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow night.